All right. Well, good morning, everybody. This is the Friday morning leaders call. Uh, thank you for, for being patient with me this morning. Had a little bit of a lag there. I am away from home. Um, I am way up in the UP, uh, getting ready to speak at a conference today. Uh, so I really have this idea of connecting on my mind. Anytime I go do an event, I think about intentional connections with others. And so today I'd like to talk about how connecting requires energy. So when I began my leadership and then later on my coaching career, I realized pretty quickly that not everybody has the same personality, nor do they have the same energy levels. I also learned quickly that making connections with a different personality type than, than you might be requires a little more energy. So why is energy important in leadership? Well, it, honestly, it's vitally important because leadership is all about influence. Okay, some people think it's about your position or your title, but it's all about how well you influence others through your relationships and your communication skills. I, I had a staff member once that never had a, a quote-unquote title, yet she was the most influential person in the room wherever she went. And John Maxwell talks about the farmer in his first church that pretty much held all the sway with the congregation. He said he, said he thought he was the leader, right, until he went to the first meeting and realized that this other guy was. So it has nothing to do with your title or your position, but about who the people listen to. Have you ever been to a meeting or uh, somebody stood up to talk and you just kind of, kind of cringed inside? <laughs> you knew that this person might say or do something that, that just wasn't um, fun or impactful or maybe a little off. Maybe they have a, a hothead personality and you never knew what they were going to say. Or maybe they're, they're such a great guy, but they don't really say a lot of important stuff, right? Or they don't have a lot to add to the job that you're trying to accomplish. Or maybe the person who spoke was so low energy that you found yourself falling asleep. Or have you ever experienced this? Uh, the self-appointed expert of all knowledge has to get up and talk about statistics again. Do you know these people? Do you work with these people and live with them? Yeah, we all do, right? So I'd like to share a, a few ways that you can connect with anyone, regardless of your personality or their personality. And how do you ensure that you have just the right amount of energy doing it? Okay, are you intrigued? Okay, so we're briefly going to go over the four personality types. Some of you will recognize this if you followed my work. These are the DISC personality types. I am in no way going to share with you uh, everything you need to know, but we're really going to hone in this morning on this idea of energy, okay? So there's four types, and each of them are influential in their own way. So as I go through and explain these, don't look for the one that's most influential. Sometimes people will do that, and and everybody is influential in their own way, okay? Each type connects with others in their own unique and impactful way. And when you know and understand how somebody else communicates, you can temper 
or heighten your energy to connect with them more fully, which in turn allows you to help to serve them better. So uh, the first question, of course, is are, are you more outgoing or reserved? Okay, so for example, outgoing folks, they move faster, they talk more, they're usually louder, they prefer to be active, and usually around other people. Uh, they live to do stuff or see exciting things. Whereas reserved folks, they observe, they listen, they study more. They tend to live a quieter, more gentle lifestyle. Okay. Again, somebody asked me this in a training this past week. Michelle, it sounds like you're saying that the reserve folks are more, uh, more intelligent. No, no, no. I'm saying your intelligence, your energy, and how you are influential shows up differently. But not one personality type is not more smart than the others. Okay? So if you had to pick one, are you more outgoing or reserved? Which would you pick? Are you more task-oriented or people-oriented? Task-oriented folks like to get stuff done. Okay, they go from one project to the next and they rarely stop. They also expect others to do the same. So this is the mom who comes home after school and asks her kids if they did their chores and then says hello. Okay, whereas if you're people oriented, not that you can't get tasks done, but you prefer to be with people first. You like conversations and interactions. Some very high people-oriented folks may not even think about getting tasks done because people are too important. So again, if you had to pick one, which would it be? Okay, so go ahead and put down on your paper if you're taking notes whether you are outgoing or reserved and whether you're task-oriented or people-oriented. Okay, so I'm going to quickly go through these four so that you know which one you are if you don't already. If you're outgoing and task-oriented, you're a D-type personality, okay? D is in driven, determined, and direct, okay? Um, you love to get stuff done. However, the curse of this, because there's a blessing and a curse with all of them, is that sometimes you can be considered bossy or drive over others. Okay. Now, I'm not saying everybody is because, again, we all have, uh, we have a different profile. So that means that there might be other things showing up. So it doesn't mean that you are, you know, <laughs> you're not a jerk. Okay. That's not what I'm getting at here. I just want you to know that there are two sides to each one of these. Okay. If you are outgoing and people oriented, you are an I personality. So you are influential and inspiring. You are the life of the party. You think in stories and feelings and you love surprises. Okay. However, the curse is that sometimes you can be a little illogical, meaning that unless you have developed systems or have a team around you to help you with systems and procedures and paperwork, sometimes those things just aren't in the forefront of your mind. If you're people-oriented and reserved, you're an S. You're supportive and a little shy. 
you love teamwork. You love peace and harmony. You also love to be in the background. And your motivation is to support others. Okay. Now, the curse of S's is that sometimes you can be seen as a sucker. Because you are so helpful, everybody will ask you for help all the time. <laughs> so you need to learn boundaries. And then the last one, if you're task-oriented and a reserved person, you are a C. So you're cautious and cognitive. You love to learn, and you always follow rules and procedures. And you're probably not shy about telling others that they need to follow them too. Um, you, you, there's a checklist for, for just about anything, and lists make your heart happy. And uh, the curse for a C is that sometimes people can see you as um, cold in that you don't share your emotions very much. Okay, so sometimes people look at that and say, hey, man, you know, didn't you laugh at my joke? And they don't realize that you can actually laugh at their joke on the inside without letting people see. Mm -hmm. So which one are you? And who do you work with the most? Okay, now. The reason I said all of that is because you need to know for yourself um, for the rest of our conversation today. So regardless of what your personality is, leadership is about influence. So that means we need to learn to connect and communicate with other personality types if you want to be successful. So here are a few tips for doing just that. If you're a more reserved personality and you're working with a driven and direct personality, you need to know that they are high energy. Now, don't get taken aback. Just listen. These folks really communicate in what I consider bullet points, okay? And sometimes it can seem like those are, are pointing, the, they're pointing those bullets directly at you. But just listen and let that high energy wash over you, okay? Also, don't take anything too seriously, even though they seem very serious. These people often think that everything is important and you might not. So don't get caught up in this wave, okay? And, and what you'll do is you'll see your energy meter stay where you want. And this is key. They will feel energized just because you listened. Okay, let me say that again. They will feel energized just because you listened. So this is a win-win, okay? Now, if you're a reserved person and you're dealing with an influential and inspiring type, so an I-type personality, again, they're very high energy. These people tend to think and talk in stories and emotions, which can sometimes be draining. However, ask great questions about their feelings and in my opinion, what I found is that they tend to settle down a little bit, okay? Um, so you ask them great questions, and they'll start with their story, and then all of a sudden, they'll, they'll kind of come down just a little bit, and you'll be able to connect with them more, okay? If you're outgoing and you're talking to uh, an S-type, so supportive and shy, 
do both of you a favor and take a breath and listen to them. They have some great things to say. Often because outgoing types see reserve types as slow and somehow keeping you back, they miss the gold mine of information and support that you could get from this person. Use some of your own high energy to be still. And remember, these people, they love you. I know they love you because they love everybody. That's just who they are. And if you really want to make a connection, ask how their team is doing. And you'll find that you just made their heart happy. Okay? If you are outgoing and you're working with a cautious cognitive person, so that C-type personality, um, please know that they can get what I call worked up really fast. So uh, a great tip, don't head out into their quote-unquote expert territory unless you want the result. Okay, if you ask a question about something that they know, you will hear everything that they know about it. So be careful because some of you don't really want to know everything, right? Although, if you're trying to intentionally make connections with this person, do just that. Okay, so if you know I've got to make a connection with this person and you might not know where you have common ground. At the very least, come in and ask them what they've been learning, okay? If you realize that they go into this expert mode a little too much for you, limit your exposure to them if it becomes a problem, okay? Because they will suck your energy. However, ask them what they've learned lately, and they will absolutely be willing to share with you, okay? All right, so let's talk briefly about self-care and connecting, okay? So in general, if you're a more reserved person, you want to set aside time for yourself to unwind and recharge. Now, this could be done in a million different ways, and I'm probably not telling you anything that's new. I'm just reminding you. You already know what works for you, okay? So for example, uh, I'm up here in Escanaba. It's about a six-hour drive from from my house. Um, I came up yesterday. By the time I got here, I was already drained. (laughs) And so I knew I got to take some time for myself. And And I did. And I was really glad that I did that. And now today and tomorrow are all about other people. Okay, I'm here to serve. I'm I'm speaking at a conference. Um, I'm I'm just gonna love on people today. Okay, that's my sole goal. However, I also know that I'm going home to some needy children. <laughs> so uh, instead of going home tomorrow when I'm done and getting home very late and getting right back into things, I'm taking one extra night. Just one extra night. It's, it doesn't seem like it's that much, but honestly, for a reserve person who's out there being with people, it's huge. And then I'm going to take my time going home on Sunday morning and, you know, I'll get home when I get home, right? But the self-care, what it does is it allows you to fill your energy tank 
so that you can go and you can give it out again to other people. So by the time I get home, I'm going to be ready to be with my kids. Okay. Um, one book I often refer to is Dr. Henry Cloud's book titled Boundaries for Leaders. You might want to check that one out. Okay. That, it's really good. Dr. Henry Cloud, Boundaries for Leaders. Okay. So here's a couple examples. Um, you know, these are just some things that I thought of off the cuff. Uh, taking a, a bike ride, reading a book, taking a walk, spending time in your bathtub if that's what you like, having coffee with a friend, taking a nap, right? Anything that you can do that's going to recharge your batteries. I spent time with a lovely group of people the last two Sundays and uh, man, I just, I just had such a great time with them. And each time, because they were such high energy folks and we had a wonderful time, I had to go home and take a nap. <laughs> I, it took all my energy out in a good way, but I just needed that time to recharge. Uh, there was a recent study done, gosh, I wish I had the, the research article with me, that said the, the magic time for taking a nap for most people is around 17 minutes. And they said, once you get to 17 minutes, you've had like a, a full complete cycle of your brain to shut down and restart again. And it's just enough that you will feel refreshed. And of course, my mind immediately went to, well, it seems like I take either a 15 minute nap or like a three hour nap, <laughs> right? There's no in between. Um, but I, I think that that's true. All you're trying to do is much like with your, your phone, you're just trying to charge the battery. Okay. This is really important because I see a lot of reserve type personalities who are very supportive. But the thing I often see from them as leaders or that they'll ask me is, how do I maintain my energy? How do I make sure that I have what, you know, I, I need to give to others? Or typically they're burning out because they haven't taken care of themselves. Or they'll ask how, you know, for example, I, I'm on uh, several Facebook groups in for early childhood professionals. And the other day, there was somebody that was talking about a teacher. And um, just out of the blue, this teacher started to have some maybe negative interactions with children. So she started to raise her voice a little bit. She started to be a little more harsh, a little less patient. Uh, and so she asked the question, you know, what should I do? And of course, you know, most people jumped on there and they gave their opinion and, and they said, for the most part, you know, that you need to fire her. She's obviously not good for the profession. And I looked at it a different way as, well, if you think about it, anybody who's dealt with children, we know that children have what we call in our house moments, Right. And when a child is having a hard time, what do we do? We try to help. We try to support, right? And so we think that this staff member, what we immediately go to, she must not be good with kids. 
when in reality she's probably been so good with kids for too long, but she hasn't taken the time for herself to recharge her batteries. Okay, so think about that. Um, and then the opposite is also true. If you're more outgoing, schedule time with others who are outgoing as well. Okay, this allows you to really feed off the energy of others and it fills your tank up. Okay, so some options uh, include like endurance sports, right? Especially if you're with a team or dancing or going to a party or get together or serving at Habitat for Humanity, right? Uh, my husband apparently carpool, that's his thing. <laughs> so so understanding, maybe you've been uh, trying to lead a team and, and this happened to me a couple days ago. I had a client call and said, I really love my team, but it's a, a team of C's and S's and she is a high D and she says they are draining my energy because she wants to get stuff done and they want to sit around and talk about it. <laughs> and so uh, she finds that she's spending all of her energy kind of coaxing them along to try to get stuff done. And at the end of the day, she spent and I said, oh, yes, absolutely. You've got you've to raise your energy level up again. And so she's choosing to go out and um, that's where I got the Habitat for Humanity example because she is taking other people, um, and I think it's in her church, and they're all going out and they're, they're doing this. And so she feels like at the end of the weekend when this house is done, yes, I've got something done. Okay. So connecting is all about influence, relationship, communication, okay? You must connect. As a leader, you don't have the choice of whether you're going to connect. You must. So learn about yourself first and your own personality. Care for yourself as you need to be cared for. Okay, please don't think that other people in your life are going to care for you. Now, don't take this the wrong way. There are people that love and support you. <laughs> but nobody in this world has a 100% goal of taking care of you. Okay, most people, they think that about themselves. So especially those of you who care for so many other people, you would love at some point for them to turn that back on you, right? And we would hope that they would do that. However, in the meantime, you have to care for yourself as you need to be cared for. Okay. And then learn about the people that you live with, work with, play with, serve with. Be on the lookout. And experiment shifting your perspective and communicate as the other person needs to be communicated with. Okay. Here's the truth, guys. If you don't connect, you don't actually communicate. No matter what anybody says or even writes, okay? You may think that you've communicated, but if you haven't connected, you haven't communicated. So no connection, no communication. No communication, no influence. No influence, no change. And no change, 
you'll eventually lose because you can't get the results that you say that you want. Okay, you see why this is so important? So try making these very small changes in the way you communicate. Just experiment with changing your behaviors to suit the person in front of you. Now, I'm not saying become a whole different person. I'm just saying experiment. Especially if you don't understand why they are the way that they are. Okay? Don't try to figure out why they are the way that they are. Just take these little clues and try to figure out which personality are they, right? And when you do these small little things, you're going to increase your ability to quickly build rapport. And rapport is the gateway to influence. Okay? So this week, your homework is to try to uh, diagnose, if, if you want to say that, as many people as you can and make a simple and intentional connection with them this week. Okay? So it doesn't matter if you're at the bank, at the grocery store, at work, at home, at church, wherever you are. If you had to pick one of these personalities for that person, which one would it be and why? Okay? And then try to make a connection, at least one person every day on their level. All right? Keep track of that. And, and for those of you who are really good at this, I'll, I'll open it up to other people who might not have thought of this. You can email me at any time. Um, my new email address is Michelle, so that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Michelle at growbyone.com. Um, and just keep me posted on your, your progress. I would love to hear that. All right, so next Friday, we are going to talk about conflict resolution. Woohoo! Um, this is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, it's not a favorite of many, but it is something that everybody deals with. And so I'm going to bring some great tips and strategies for you. Um, well, I'll be completely honest. It probably won't be me. Um, I will be doing another conference next week, but I will write out the script, I'm sure. And uh, I believe one of my JMT folks will be coming on and doing the teaching for you. So um, get ready because it's going to be a, a good one. All right. And for those of you who are not connected to our podcast, you can look us up on anywhere you get your podcast. The title is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here this morning. I really appreciate it. Um, whatever you do today, go out and be intentional about it. And I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye.